Gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The stream, the stream starts in ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Doing podcast, baby. Excited. <laughs> you excited? Yes. Uh, yeah, listen, I got my homegirl in the house. Finally. You know what I mean? Finally. Finally. <laughs> I flaked a couple times. I know. Yo, you love I it. fell off the grid. I fell off the grid. Oh, man. I flaked on a lot of folks, but Happy New Year. Happy New Year, baby. Yo. I know. 2023. Yeah, man. Yo, 2023. Who would have thunk it? Man, I didn't know I was even going to make it. You know what I mean? That, listen, that COVID fucked me up. I literally had one day out of all of that where I said, I could possibly die. Yeah. I think I had a small moment. I think that everybody had that. Yeah. I yeah. could actually die from this and really believed it. Yeah, listen, the COVID was out the whoop everybody ass. I'm telling you. <laughs> this yeah, your no picks. No picks. <laughs> oh, man, Lose the Dark Gable. I got my homegirl, Alicia, co-host. And I also got my other co-host, my homie. Know what I'm saying? The man, 50 grand, El Plaga. Oh, we at Plaga. You, you. What's going on, baby? There you go, bro. There you go, bro. How you making out, dog? Okay, I'm talking to myself. No, you good. You good. You, you good. Out, I was dog? checking for Echo. Oh, you taking no echo? We, we we got no echoes? Nah, it wasn't no echo. We good. We good? Oh, man. Hey. Listen, I got this beautiful young lady sitting next to me. Hey, y'all. You know what I mean? She co-hosting with us today, bro. You know what I mean? This joint podcast, Saturday edition. <laughs> I like how that sounds. <laughs> I like yeah. Saturday edition. <laughs> yeah, Saturday edition. Yeah. Hold on, man. I'm still got spicy my sips, Saturday. man. It's spicy Saturday. I still got my sips right here, man. Oh, you know, but listen, before we can start with the reaction videos. Okay. Yeah, what are you sitting on? What's up? Come That's on, bro. What I, did. I was like, what you Nah, doing? nah. You know what? This is yeah, it, this that grown man stuff right here. But it's in the teacup. But I like it because it's clear. Because you're saying, you know what? Because when you when you you got the pinky, you got to hit that pinky, <laughs> baby. <laughs> for extra flavor. That's what it is. The pinky, the pinky, pinky gives you extra flavor. Now this right here, this is that um, I think moonshine. Somebody that got from the uh, the steak stores, like apple pie. Anything moon is a no. You, you don't like you don't like if you don't like I the moon. If I had to drink brown, which is my favorite, is Grand Marnier on the rocks. I am a double double shot of Grand Marnier on the rocks, mm -hmm. and I will sip that and um, be nice. Sip it straight. Yes, you should never disrespect the. You should never disrespect it by cutting it. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> you should hey, block! You hear that? Do that. <laughs> it's perfectly I, I guess I'm just ignorant. Then I'll be in here. <laughs> That's I don't even care boy. what you got. I'm in my heart. Born in the cup, goddammit! Back to Kanye. You got him. Alicia be in the bar. I'm like this. Nah, leave the bottle. I'm, nah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm ignorant like Muffin Man. That's me. That's me right here. Uh, <laughs> That's, That's me right there. That was are my drinking days. Oh man! Well, well, listen. Before we get started, so tell tell us tell not us, but tell our listeners who you are. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Alicia Nicole. Just Alicia is fine. Um, I am Philly native, mom of two boys, or they're my roommates now. They're about to be fifteen. <laughs> oh, yeah, you almost got some grown men up in there. Oh my god, they don't stop eating like at all because you got young men. 
You know what I mean? We we never stop eating. They don't. Um, some people know me as the Hustle Mom. I have the Hustle Mom brand. It's been going yes. really good since uh, 2016. Um, I did Hustle Mom. Mm-hmm. And then from that, I started doing a lot of mentoring for young girls. And then I turned that into a business and wrote my own curriculum. Yeah. And now I'm in five schools with the school district. I am a certified um I guess what they call contractor now. I'm a contractor for the school district of Philadelphia and I run my own after school and mentoring program. And yes. now I teach for the ladies, study, for the ladies, for the girls, for the, for the, my young, young girls. And um, now I teach a life study skills course in high school. And I'm excited. Like I'm back to doing what I really want to do. I went to school for teaching and now I'm back to it. Nah. My own accord. Yeah. Yeah. So how you like teaching the, the, um, the young ladies. So I so overall, I absolutely love teaching. Um, I think it is a huge eye opener to see how set back our kids are. Okay, it's okay. Um, social media is winning. <laughs> the streets are because winning. you know it's it's designed. It like is, that. and they are completely brainwashed. And then we have a nice group of adults who didn't who weren't raised as polished as some of the us who have also fallen into the mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. rat hole and then they're doing nothing but growing up with their kids or yes. in competition with their kids I've come across a lot of girls who are low key in competition with their mothers and that's not good it seems the whole internet industry has took over raising our children yeah, oh yeah you oh, know what yeah. I'm saying oh yeah because oh, now it's as parents as us as parents we have to compete with the internet Right. It kind of was like back then it was like the kids are in school X amount of hours per week than they are at home. Right. So it was kind of like a good balance. No, no. Social media is winning. The Internet is winning. And these kids are allowed to have their phones in school. So whether y'all think that they don't got them, they they got them. Not in my class, though. I make TikToks and send it to them. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, though. Let me tell you something, because I don't know if this makes me a bad mother or not. But when my son has enrichment, which is kind of a free period, and on lunch, we talk to each other. You're not supposed to be doing that. I'm not. But he was like, Mom, before you say anything, I'm in enrichment. It's my free period. I'm like, all right. And he was like, I want to know. And he starts like asking me stuff or whatever Mm -hmm. like that. Or he'll send me something like, Mom, I want to make this for dinner. I'm just like, boy, you're supposed to be in school. But now this is a norm. But I think, I don't know, it's almost if you try to take their phone away from them, you got a big issue on it. you shouldn't. And the schools need to set better boundaries. Some schools actually have really good phone policies. Um, I just feel like sometimes you got to go back to old school. And what did y'all do before we had these cell phones? What they asked. Y'all... Yo, no, no. Oh, you went man, down to the teacher and you was like, I need to call my mom. Is it an emergency? Well, I want to ask my mom. That can wait. Your mom's yeah. at work. Do y'all remember calling your yeah. mom? Be like, I want to speak to Jamila. Can I speak to Jamila? Listen, calling, call your, calling your parents by their first name, calling them at the job and your job and your parents pick up and be like, why are you calling me? Are you me? calling me? Listen, let me tell you something. My mother was a nurse. <laughs> you can't so, she yeah, so if, save a life. <laughs> if, she, if she got a call, she'd be like, what? I'm coming to woman's ass. So I have a rule and I've always had this rule with my kids. So I told my kids, nobody should be calling my phone unless you died and you bet not fucking die. That's it. I'm a kid. That's it. No, no, no. Nobody should. So nobody at school should be calling my phone unless you died and you better not die. 
Therefore, my phone shouldn't be ringing. You should be at school, your job. It's because I'm at my job. Yeah. Right. So now your 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 mentoring program. Yes. You know, I want to ask you a quick question about that before we go to the hustle no, mom. Because I love the hustle mom. Thank you. You know, I'm still mad I ain't get my hustle mom shirt. You know what I'm saying? No, I had hustle mom. I had hustle dad I was going to like, hustle, yeah, yeah, my hustle dad. You, what happened was you was late. Yeah, Come you know, to that's, get it. That's always, and that's, your size that's, ran that's out. always usual. Your size ran out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Y'all look like I'm an extra small, bro. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I ain't get a pierced for nothing. <laughs> Freak, John you know what Freak ball, boy. Hey, 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 you know me for a couple years. <laughs> I keep it dangerous. I mean, I've come in on the end of some conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, so why did you decide to do a mentoring program? Um, that was my way of giving back, okay. honestly, through my program. So my program, we did so much community work and um, just keeping a lot of awareness into the Germantown uh, area because mm-hmm. that's where, you know, I live. I thought it was a good idea that this is a way to volunteer and give back. And I was like, what better way than to mentor young girls? And especially yeah. in the sense of I thought about me at that age needing somebody else to look up to or reminding myself of the women that I looked up to. I wanted girls that look like me to see that you can grow up and be respectful. You can grow up and be a product of the school district and come come from Philadelphia and want to want things for yourself, how to be professional, what it looks like to conduct business and Mm -hmm. how to have a family and et cetera. So I wanted to give a a strong, positive example for that. I tell people all the time I'm not perfect, um, but I'm always going to be 100% and transparent, you know? And I think that's one of the reasons why I have good relationships with my students because I'm very transparent. Some might say too much, but I think that that's best. Like, don't hide it because they're going to find out, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I found out some things about my mom. And that you I, weren't supposed to find out? No, she told me when I got older. And I felt like if she would have told me in my teenage years, things would have been a little better because she put up this facade of perfectness. And that can jade us in the way yeah. of striving to be something that really, truly doesn't exist. Well, now I'm going to ask you real quick. Yeah. How come it seems... That we have this war between men and women. It's almost seemed like it was designed. Uh, it's, it seems like there's uh, men are bashing women and women are bashing men. And it seems like we we can we get a balance between, you know, the, the young female who can take care of her business no. as well as take care of her family. No. You, we can't get that balance? No. It's either got to be one or the or? One or the, was, either, other, either or? Because it wasn't designed that way. And a lot of people who like to say that, oh, I don't want to be traditional, really find themselves running back to traditional roles. Right? Yeah. And so it's like, I, you know what's so funny? I just watched Barbershop 2 and it's the scene where Queen Latifah and um, Cedric the Entertainment 
uh, the entertainer's uh, character. They're going back and forth, and she steps into the pool, and she's oh, like, yeah, um, yeah. "And y'all need to get y'all um, bum asses off the couch and get a job." And then the guy in the background was like, "How are we gonna get a job? Y'all took them all." <laughs> and that's <laughs> like classic, but we know where that design comes from, right? Yeah. To push the black man out, and then women were forced to be head of household and take care of families and do what they need to do. But there's still a struggle because women are supposed to be we were designed to be beneath the man Mm -hmm. no matter if it was a black man or a white man we were just supposed to fall into this line and now that you know we have voices and you know we're highly much more educated than we ever were before Mm -hmm. we are breaking the doors down we are creating things we are taking over um i'm old school though I wanna, yeah. I wanna head of the household man. I wanna yeah, yeah. receive a man when he comes home. You, know, you don't want to change the and, tire uh, or take garbage out. I or... do not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Talk to any real woman between the age of, I'll go as low as 28 to 45. We don't want to be this masculine version of that y'all see. We want to be soft. We want to be feminine. But we're left out here by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes defenseless. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes without any real male counterpart or example in our family. Like for me, I always tell people like, I am a woman who really doesn't have a lot of men around her. Mm-hmm. I am the oldest of five. I am a second mom by nature because, I mean, just because. And then my father passed, so I don't mm-hmm. have a, a dad, right? And then my brothers are younger than me. And what y'all going to do? Because y'all come to me, right? Yeah. So, And my uncle, my one uncle is ill, who kind of was like that protector. But now I'm left out here by myself. So I envy a lot of girls that can call their daddy up on the phone. Daddy, I'm stuck. Daddy, come get. Daddy, he did <laughs> yeah. this. Who did it? Pull like, the daddy I want, I want one of those. Anybody <laughs> want to pull the daddy car? want to adopt me? Like you know. So no, but no. I think it's always going to be a struggle because women want both, right? Mm-hmm. We want mm-hmm. to be successful and achieve things, but we still want families and to be soft. And I think it. You need that mature, equal partner to understand that. Because okay. I want to listen to my man. Yeah. I do. I really do. I want him to be able to lead me and be like, I hear you. I respect you. But I, I really think that I might need to pull rank on this. We might need to do it this way. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Cool. What do, what do you think, Pla? I think that women are confused. <laughs> I think that I think that women change their mind and they have the right to. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I don't agree with you. I agree with you, but I also encountered a lot of women that they they also they worry about themselves so much they don't understand what it's like to be a man. And I'm not asking them to understand that because I know how it is with people. But sometimes they don't know that. They're, they can make it difficult for a man to try to understand them. And they want so much. Like, they want us to know exactly what they're doing. They want us to know exactly what they want to, want to eat. They want us to do exactly what now they want us to do. Now, you know we'll without. know what we want to eat. I know. I know that's what I'm saying. But you would think that y'all will talk to us like we're supposed to know. Or we like, well, you just answer the damn question, woman. Yeah. I don't work yeah. all day. I understand yeah. you work. What do you want? I want you to know what I want, girl. We won't sit here and fucking starve to death. You understand me? Because <laughs> I will go to no, sleep. No, he's right, though. <laughs> and, you know, but like, I, it, sometimes I see some of them, 
they want a man to love them, but then they don't want too much love. They want them to be strong, but they also want them to be weak. And I don't think they understand what that does to a man. I never want a man to be weak. I think yeah. men look at being soft and vulnerable makes them weak because the world has told them that they need to be strong. Right. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I think that was one of the biggest issues in my my past relationship is because he really struggled with vulnerability. Um, and that's not uh, I don't think that that's a diss to me. I just think that that had to do with anything that he went through in his life. Yeah. And so it didn't translate over well in his adult life or within his relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of men. I think a lot of men want to have that one person that they can bear all to. Um, without somebody bringing it back up and throwing it in their faces in a negative way, and that, yeah. right? Well, see, once that happens, oh, that's it. You then that's it. That's it. Yeah, we hear it on the line, and he will yeah, never. But I feel like sometimes we person. come across a lot of guys. Some women come across a lot of guys who who probably tried, and it just they fell miserably. Mm-hmm. I think they are equal to the woman who scorned. You know what? I was yes. about to. I was about <laughs> to say the same yeah, thing. Those are you. very parallel and we're we are currently living in a lot yes mm-hmm. yes we are yep because i that even like like you were just saying mm-hmm. sometimes it, it confuses me because i see women who don't want to take the time to wait for a man to try yeah. to figure out something but men are supposed to take forever to figure out what a woman wants no can i tell you something that my my older uncle said to me he said uh you can be with a man for a couple years, get married, be with him married for mm-hmm. less than two more years. And if he still is doing certain things, he doesn't fully trust you yet. And he mm-hmm. goes, the reason why he won't maybe listen all the time or confide in you because he doesn't yet trust you. He didn't say he didn't love you, but he doesn't yet trust you. And that takes time for a man. Yes. Yeah, I'm mad at your uncle for giving out our secrets. <laughs> but yes, well, that is that, but, that, that but is. But that was insight to say, stop trying to rush this man to do something when it takes. It's going to take him time, so you have yeah. to give him grace, yeah. right? So yeah, I mean, because I think you know, I mean, for me as a man, you know, I me mean, once I trust a a, a woman, mm-hmm. and then I start letting down my walls. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do something to. Attack it. my break, yeah, yeah. Attack my vulnerability. Who does? Well, people Wall go right back up. And we got to stop trying to hurt each other. Like you, you got to yeah. stop trying to hit below the belt. I think sometimes. I think you know. For me, it was like because I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for therapy. You know that. I, yeah. I love therapy. Therapy Tuesday, Jay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I make notes for myself. And I when when I was trying to fix me and unlearn those things and Mm -hmm. figure out why I was doing certain things. If you have a partner who's doing certain things, those things become so much more bigger because now you recognize the same trauma that they're going through. And then you sometimes casually like, well, I think you should. I remember he said to me one time, he says, I support you going to therapy. He said, but babe, I don't need you to fix me. I'm fine. I was like, oh, damn. So, you know, something's wrong. Oh, you're yeah. just refusing to fix it because you're comfortable with how you are and operating. But that's not growing. That's not helping us either. Well, I mean, let me, but let me ask you this. 
if you see that when you are you were in that dating stage, yeah, and you chose to ignore it, oh, let me that's t- on you. Oh no, 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 let me tell you where the women where we where we where we fuck up at. Can I cuss on here? Yeah, okay. Curse all you want. Let me, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you where we fuck up at because this was me. This was young, naive me. How a lot of women think. I'm sorry, ladies, but this is very true. We really think we can fix you. Because we are nurturers by nature. We want to fix everything. We want everything to be good. We want everybody Mm. to be well. We want no conflicts. Um, We are, we we try to be, real women try not to be confrontational. I'm very not confrontational Mm. until I have to be, right? But in my brain, I was like, nah, he's going to see, I'm going to just work with him and it's going to be okay. And it was like, you cannot fix you can't, yeah. you can't fix everybody. Nah. You can't fix everybody, and that's nah. not your job. See, I like what that's you not, said. That's then, not your job. When you said real women, and I don't want to say there's not a lot of real women out there, but there is a lot of women out there that that I guess you would say aren't real women. And like Lowe's was saying, when you let down that wall and you try to use it, some people use that as ammunition. And like you said, oh, we yeah. got, got to stop using that ammunition. Yeah. And you never know when to let that wall down. Our man never know when to be. So a lot of times they keep it bottled up and I get it. It's not good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they don't know how not to let it go when you get taken advantage of. Or you the moment you get in an argument, you's a sissy ass man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. My dad never told me to talk to a man like that. He said, I don't care how mad you get. You don't, you don't so, make a man feel less than what he is. Let me ask you, know, you had your dad in your life? I did. I and did. There's a, there's a lot of people out there that didn't have a dad. They, you know, they had a mom. And a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, some of the moms <laughs> that were out there were <laughs> telling their daughters to be strong black women and telling their sons to be, you know, I mean, giving women whatever they to want. Be sensitive, right? To be sensitive, well, right? To be sensitive, right? I like to say that I had a little bit of both worlds. My dad, what you want to know what my favorite movie is? What? Boomerang. Boomerang? Boomerang is my favorite movie. My dad, my dad showed me that movie at any 10 years old. My dad showed me that movie at 10 years old. And he says, until you find a man that says it and he claims you, you are Robin Gibbons' character. Oh. That's what he said. He said, and when you find a man and y'all want to be together and y'all are committed, then you turn into Holly Berry soft. Mm. My mother told me because my dad was a was a multimillionaire. My dad was at 18 years old due to his accident. He was a multimillionaire. My dad's people made my mom sign a prenup. Looking for a brother? <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. I mean, I wasn't going to say nothing. Uh, but you know. Listen. <laughs> made my mom sign a prenup. Right? The whole nonsense. Mom signed it. My mom signed it because she, my mom didn't even know he had all this money. Oh, she never knew. My mom didn't know he had money until oh, that. Oh, that was the man. Until the second or third year in the marriage, she just was like, "How are we doing all of this? Like, you're not, yeah. you're hurt. You're work. You're not working. Like, what's up? Like, I, you're telling me I don't got to work. Like, what's going on?" My mom had no idea. So anyway, my mom always told me that, um, you know, you're walking. You guys, your generation is the yeah. new generation of women. She goes, you guys are going to be on the front line a little bit more than you would like it to be. Like my mom is old school. She was a homemaker, stayed at home. My mom didn't enter the workforce until mm-hmm. much later. And she told me, she goes, 
I don't ever want you to disrespect a man. The man is always head of the household, but you always still make sure you have your own. Because when it came later on, my mom had nothing. And nobody coached her to at least have something for herself. And she told me that. She was like, always make your own money. Nobody can't take that away from you. But my mom also... My mom raised us not to be gold diggers either. And me and my sisters laughed because we'd be like, we could have everything if Jamila ain't tell us to be nice women. Like, we but, could have everything. But it's not. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Block. Go ahead, Block. <laughs> Did your mom's opinion change when she entered that workforce or was it always no, seemed like it was the same? No, opinion? my mom still stayed the same. My mom said, you treat people the way you want to be treated. You don't use people. Yeah. You just, you don't. But it, and it's so hard for me because I be wanting to use these niggas. But it's they just ready to give it up. But, but you know, it's, it's not, not in me. It's not your generation or our generation that that struggle with this. No, it's the gen. It's I would say the two generations after after. You think? Or you know what? Girl, no, I think it's my generation. Are you kidding me? You think it's your generation? I think it's my generation and possibly my mom's generation who were very like money hungry. We're talking about the crack era. You're talking about drug dealers. We're talking about they was there was a lot of money on the street. You know what? I I think I may have to agree with you on that. It's a lot of money on the street, and my mom was always my mom always was really big on money and how we looked at money, treated it not to be you know greedy and things like that. And she was you treat people right. And my mom would give her last. My mom was poor. Yeah, like I, when I'm yeah. older now, thinking about what poor is, my mom was poor. Yeah, I think, you know, I think because it seems like this generation, mm-hmm. they just give up the box to any any young man. No, they're not. You don't no, think not. so? Hell no. Bitch, well, what's listen, that time no, you no, saw, no. saw you two something. younger, two young couples no, no. on a date? But let me tell you something. That's a barter system. They not giving it up without getting something. That's the difference. Well, These shit. girls... These girls at 14, 15. I know you mentoring them, so tell me. I know they're telling me. And a lot of them would be like, no, Miss Alicia, we don't do X, Y, and Z until they do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, (laughs) whoa. Hey, Blog, they're making business deals. Yes, they are. (laughs) No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm writing down notes for my son. I'm telling you, (laughs) I have to coach my sons and tell them, like, this is what you're looking for. And when they start to display certain behavior like this, that's not for you. So they they don't even go out on dates anymore. I I can't no, remember last time I saw a young. No, a young no, no. They they do. They go. Some of these young young couple going to the going on three and four hundred dollar dates. These kids hey, are looking at too I mean, much. Are hungry, loose. They are looking at too much social media and think that they are supposed to jump Get up and get all of these expensive things at 13, 14, 15 years old. For God forbid, what happens when you get a real boyfriend and y'all might possibly move in together? Like. These girls want their nails done. Nails ain't cheap. That's sixty dollars. Little uh, getting your nails done used to cost fifteen dollars. Now it's sixty. So, they want the weaves in your hair. We never were weaved up. You know what I mean? We were yeah, getting our yeah. normal little pressing cure curl, little Shirley yeah. Temple, little you know French roll, whatever. Little forty dollars. No, these girls are getting two and three hundred dollar weaves. Okay, young girls. Not to mention they getting they face they face beat. Okay, they getting makeup lashes. Oh, and they, they not taking they, and they, they not they taking the bus. They not taking the bus. It's an Uber or a Lyft. <laughs> um, you left. This generation is all. They're up. wild. They are wild. So is that the problem that calls from the mother and the father? Yeah, plus the music, plus the music. But you could be influenced. Let me say something. What now, music we talking about? You know the music we talk about. <laughs> 
like that. music we talking about? We talking about music that the women are rapping and that the men are rapping. Because they low key battling each other. Like you said, like are these men and women in competition? Yeah. Absolutely, they are. The only reason I say which music because I keep hearing that it's the. Um, Oh my God! What is it? Not not that trap music. It's something else. They keep is it trap music? Drill, drill music? Is it called? Is it called I'm drill music? The, drill music. the city girls. I don't know. It's I the city girls. It's, it's Megan The Stallion. It's Cardi B. Is Nicki Minaj? Is Lotto is oh yeah from women saying oh get the bag get the money get exactly. that money get that get exactly. get that nigga with the money exactly. so you can get the bag from exactly. him and all that exactly. Yeah, so who fucked up? Was it our generation? I think that. I think it became a time in the late 90s, mid 90s, when Little Kim came out and she said, I see y'all niggas and I raise y'all a queen and was like, yeah, y'all can do all that, but I'm coming for this, too. And there's nothing that y'all can say, because now Mm -hmm. it became a sense of women took their power back and was like, I own this. I own all of this. <laughs> so women are like, if the men can talk it, we can too. It's ours. Why are we leveraging so much? What you got for me? It's the men writing the bars, though. What you say? A lot of times it's men that's writing the bars for them. True. That could be true. That could be true. But it's. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm not writing the music. I'm just hearing it. <laughs> yeah, we're, just, we're just listening. We're just hearing it. Out, do me a favor. Say you're going to make this Coke can disappear It might be. In your mouth. It, and then, uh, I doubt that. No, no, that was all Lil' Kim. That was all Lil' Kim? That was all Lil' Take the I believe, And I believe that a lot of these women this that are, a lot of the women that are rapping are rapping from self-experience and what they had to do. A lot of them had to grow up real quick, get their own, and they see how the game is played and they got to outsmart them. We are in a in a space of making sure we beat the competition by any means necessary. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, that's, that's, Wait, why, I'm, that's why I'm glad you're here. But that's Break true. this shit down. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to figure out how I'm supposed to save some of these girls. Because this no, is not listen, great It's your job. Here. You got to save them. I'm trying. I'm trying to help all the ones who are willing to be helped. Because you yeah. can't help them all. There's some people that you just cannot save. And I had to have my own mentor say that. Like, I need you to stop trying to beat yourself up because you couldn't help that one girl. Yeah, you come with that. You come with that. That's on your chest. Right. <laughs> Rip it open. It's hustle mom underneath. Yeah, hustle mom. Yeah. Right? And I had to learn, like, hey. Oh, man. Move out the way. Make room for somebody who won't be here. Yeah. That's the same thing with the slave mentality. Well, you know what? It's because I know for me, when I had my mentoring program years, years, mm-hmm. years ago, years ago, you know, it was a whole different. Those kids are now the parents of the your kids. That I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and were they lost? Yeah, yes, yeah. Some of the parents. Yeah, yeah. I would say they they, they were lost. I don't blame a excuse me. I don't blame a lot of stuff on kids. That's a they have to learn that. They got to learn it from somebody. They learn it. They put out a report. I put I did a whole little PSA on Instagram a while ago when they put the report out on the school district saying that the majority of the children are reading at a third grade level. Oh, yeah. Wanted to blame it on the schools and blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. I'm in the schools all the time. These teachers show up every day. They don't got to. They can quit. 
These they show up every day. They want to teach your kids. Let me tell you why it's hard because they got to break through onion layers of whatever that child is going through. They could be Get depressed. The they might mm-hmm. not have eaten. They might have been abused. Somebody might have just got molested or raped. They might have been living in the car and on the street. There's so much going on that they're fighting just to teach them. It's a it's a home. Thing. So it's almost hard for it's, them to sit it's down so and hard for them to just teach. concentrate on yeah. a lesson. And these kids ain't even sitting still. So because the teacher's spending seventy five percent of the classroom time just trying to get them to calm the hell down. And but then you, you want them to teach. You can't whoop kids' ass. I mean, when no, I was a kid, you should get your ass so whooping funny? class. They ended getting chastised by your teacher in school when I was in second grade. Man, they, they shouldn't have done that. That was 1992. That ass. You, you know 1991, I think. In the 90s, know, like yeah. 82, and they would teach you what the rule is. I was a little upset with the school. And um, I'm not blaming it all on the school. Uh, I'm not blaming. I'm yeah, not no. blaming anything on the school about where these teach where these kids are on the learning curve because that mm-hmm. stems from back home. Why aren't you sitting down with your children? See, and, and Why aren't you helping to, them? Which, which this is what this is what kind of made me a little upset with the school because when I took my kids to school, my son, my daughter, I told the mm-hmm. school already. I talked to the teacher. I don't care what you need. I remember me and my wife. We told them if you need. 30-something, six, 36 packs of paper, and y'all can't afford to know other parents that tell us we know. We used to work, I used yeah. to work in retail. I can get it. Mm-hmm. I can get my discount. It's not a problem. You mm-hmm. need a microwave? Motherfucker, I get you a microwave. I don't give a fuck. That's what you need. That's what you need. But also, and you know let what? me know we what's need to get going back to on that. With, the, with the child. And I used to get mad mm-hmm. when we come at that quarter for report cards, and then they'll be like, well, you know, he was doing bad all year. And I'm like, I seen you. I picked him up from school. Why hey, did why you, you ain't wait? so long when I told you that my door is open so we can fix this. I don't want to wait to a quarter where his grades is bad was something we could have done earlier because I could have been doing everything I thought I was doing and we could have been doing more. And I think that's that's what made me mad with the school at one point. I think a soft defense to that is dumb teachers is overwhelmed. And your child might have been a person that just didn't cause disruption. (laughs) And they tackling the kids that's threatening them and fighting all day long. And your kid just missed an assignment. You know, not saying that your child doesn't matter. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying you understand how overwhelmed these teachers are. They're not just teaching. They're counselors. Some of them is second parents. Psychiatrists. They got to break up fights and... It's it is a lot. Yeah, and that's why I said going on. But you know what? Manage. I used to work in a place where I manage with kids, and I used to Mm -hmm. come in. I have what I had uh seventy five associates. I have seventy five associates. Some of them were were actual high school kids. They're mm-hmm. just as bad as kids, too. Everybody got an yeah. excuse. Everybody <laughs> something. They dogged and died. They're late for work. They can't perform at work. It's always something yeah. wrong. They broke the nail. Uh, they they can't trip. They fell inside a fishbowl. It was always something stupid. So you know, what I mean? had a fish in his right. mouth and everything. Right. Yeah. So I get yeah. what they were going through. You know what I mean? I understand mm-hmm. it. It just that's why I said at one point it sucked for me. You yeah, I, mean. I think more parents need to be more present in their kids' school. 
Yeah. Because my kids. And to have a presence. And to have a presence. Because in my kids' elementary school, the parents were required. You ready for this? For your child to come here, the parents have requirements, not just the students. We require parents to volunteer 20 hours per school year. Whether that is cleaning up the grounds of the school, volunteering in the office, chaperoning the classroom, uh, going on a trip, participating in an activity, whatever it was, you had to give up 20 hours out of your child's whole school year. And when mm-hmm. you break it down, that's not a lot. Break that's, it down. that's not bad at all. No, it's not. Nah. But that's how they formed you know, community ship. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew who kid that was and who's the parent, X, Y, and That's Z. Good. And then everybody was able to meet up outside of school. And, you know, everybody knew everybody. But when you start holding more schools accountable for things like that, things yeah. will be different because then parents will start paying attention. Like, I don't, this, they need new paint. They need this. And then the parents will start making noise. Start making more, yeah. Okay. And then when the parents start making noise, oh, yep. man. Did, did, that's the problem y'all parents hear that that's start getting problem. involved or somebody y'all like me gonna be knocking on the door talking about yeah, hey, hey, Department of Human Services <laughs> coming to take your Trophy. children <laughs> hey, hey you don't want that so you, you want to be involved it sounds good for us and when I say it sounds good for us we talking about that majority of problem. you don't have a problem going up there I don't have a problem going up there no. but there are some yeah. people that are up there even being a single parent, some of them take it very seriously. They can't afford to do anything else. Some of them cannot. You can't. But there's always mm-hmm. different ways that you can volunteer. Like you just said, donating something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'll, you know, this just wall donate needs to your be. Time. Right. Top, let me say, when you can donate your time, that means a lot. Yes. Than just throwing the checkbook around. Not saying that the checkbook don't help, but it's a lot when you can yes. physically put in some work into a place because that shows that you really care about it. Yeah. You know, and get all your parents, make sure you donate your time. Donate your Not wallet. just your wallet. It's not a lot. Now, if you want to donate your wallet, donate it to the Disjoint Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and donate it to all mentees on board. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Because I'm out here. Trying to help. Oh, man. Listen, look, let's, let's get to the reaction videos. Okay. Let's get to the reaction.